Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Missed you this morning, Max. Apologies. I, I had a concussion in high school playing football, and every now and then I wake up with a really bad migraine, and it's not exactly conducive to be sitting here with all these bright lights when I can't even open my eyes. So uh, apologies. It happens every now and then. We would have let, let you put on the glasses. Oh, the Ray really Charles dark. glasses? We are the world. Yeah. yeah. Ebony and Ivory. Ivory. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what we'll do next time. Um, so a very solemn topic today. Um, this is something we've talked about a few times on the show. Yeah. People being denied transplants because of their vaccination status. There was a woman, a, a woman, I think it was a woman in Colorado who had lined up a donation earlier this year, she was denied, even though she had lined it up. Now we have another case, DJ Ferguson in Massachusetts, being denied a heart transplant because of his vaccination status. And we have his father here to talk to us a bit about it. So why don't we welcome him onto the show, David Ferguson. David, welcome. Hey, David, thanks for being with us. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. This is a, this is a blessing and opportunity to speak on my son's behalf and I'm grateful so so DJ you know I've been following this story there is a um, journalist that wrote an article about this that sent me the article through LinkedIn and uh, so I posted that article and I got a phone call back and said hey you really need to have a conversation with with this family so I started passing it around to different people. I know that um, that Stu ran the story a couple of days ago. Stu Peters ran the story a couple of days ago, and um, but I was really I was amazed at the fact that they're getting away with it. That, that nobody is that this is even something we're even having to have a conversation with, especially given all the information we know about vaccines, regardless of of whether you make a choice not to take it. There are things that we know. And yet they're telling us that we cannot, you, you cannot, you're taking you off the list unless you get the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, there's so okay, many why, issues. Why start? start by telling us what's going on. Obviously, lots of people have seen the article. Talk to us about the latest development and, and introduce people in case they haven't already read all the articles about what DJ is going through. I mean, I can give you the synopsis, if I can, or whatever, but current status is, um, in fact, I just texted my boy a few minutes ago and said, I'm going to be on your show, and I got a big thumbs up emoji from him, so he's doing, he's recovering, um, he's in a lot of pain, and, yeah, but the real scenario was, he has Long and short of it is, he, he had AFib, which is a you know, mm-hmm. condition, atrial, atrial fibrillation. And it uh, causes, let's say, blood clots, myocarditis, and can lead to really serious things such as heart attack and stroke and obviously death. Um, he had an ablation done as a procedure a couple of years ago at for him and women's even. Um, medical procedure where they, instead of like shocking the heart back into rhythm, they go in and like score the heart or scar it, do something with the nerves. But <clears throat> long story short, right before Thanksgiving, he wasn't feeling too hot. He was out of rhythm, but he wasn't really acknowledging it. You know, what tough guy, white knuckle on it, you know, guy thing. And Thanksgiving came and went. Thanksgiving was a little weird because we were all like in the kitchen and 
gathering and yet he's up on the couch with uh, his kids, kind of isolated and quiet. Wasn't, you know, he was a little off. By Saturday, he actually said to Heather, I don't feel too hot, honey. You're going to take me in care. He went to urgent care. They put him in the ambulance and went to the hospital in an ambulance. And he was actually in congestive heart failure, thank, you know, Thanksgiving. And at Milford, um, things kind of even escalated from there. He coded a couple times. They realized he also had a blood clot in his leg. That was starting to travel up his leg, toward his heart or his organs. So they transferred him to UMass Worcester because they had a cardiovascular team available. He needed emergency cardiovascular surgery to get the clot. <clears throat> Bear with my voice. Sorry. I'm a little sensitive about it. Um, he ended up getting through that, got stabilized, and got released and sent home. Went home for a night. Next morning, my wife went over. He lives about six minutes away from me. She went over to check on him. She didn't like what she saw. She's a former nurse. And uh, she called an ambulance to get him to the hospital, back to Milford. Then he was in Milford for the holidays to Christmas. And uh, they weren't still able to control the situation. They couldn't get on top of it. So my next door neighbor, who is kind of a little pit bull, um, she was calling our local senator. And it took her calling him, you know, incessantly for three days. But we didn't really quite know it. All we had heard was that Brigham and Women's accepted DJ as a patient. And we were, again, kind of pleased about that. Because the teaching hospitals in Boston just have a you know, crazy impeccable reputation for quality care and innovative, you know, state-of-the-art mm -hmm. treatment and stuff. So, and he got in there. And yet their team, after all these batteries of tests, and, you know, these doctors, really great doctors and all that, couldn't, um, still couldn't get to the problem of it, bottom of it, stabilize him. They had a cleave and had a clot in his heart at that time. They were trying to handle that with medication. And they were pounding their shit out of my boy with, you know, drugs, trying to break up the clots and stuff like that. And his heart was still getting further and further compromised. So then last Friday, you know, they were explaining all these options to him. And it's in this COVID environment where there's limited visitation, one visitor a day. So it's either was Heather gone and people going to the house and doing daycare while Heather could go in and be with DJ or my wife would go in and whatever, you know. And so he got to the point where they were, had not laid through their hands up in the air, but let's just say there's a, you, he needs heart transplant. Here's the game plan. We're going to be able to do this, this, then that, and ultimately heart transplant. So he got cleared, tested, and all that, and he told that he could get on the transplant list. And he was up there on that list rather high because of his condition. He may not have been, let's say, number one. There's a lot of criteria involved with transplant stuff. I think you guys know that. Yeah, with, with but he, yeah, he was, you know, level two and high priority and all of that. 31-year-old male, healthy, whatever. You know, so we had good qualifications. But uh, then they dropped the bomb on him of, and they'd been pressing him the whole time, all of the hospital visits, the whole time. 
How are you vaccinated? Do you want the vaccinated? Why aren't you getting the vax? Pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And even now with the heart, same thing. And it got to be the point where you have on the list, you can get it. You do qualify, but you need to get vaccinated. And if you don't get vaccinated, you're off the list. It's that simple. That's what it boils down to. And then Friday, he deteriorated enough where they had to go to the next emergency option, which was called a catheter heart pump. So they opened him back up to his leg to a catheter that traveled up into his heart, and it was a catheter balloon pump into his heart. And they said, that'll give you two to three weeks. That's how long this thing will work. So I think they were saying, we're going to put this catheter in you, giving us two to three weeks. We'll get you vaccinated, maybe both shots, who knows, but two to three weeks. I don't know what the, I don't even know what the requirements were for the vaccine, meaning if he said he was going to get a shot, would he get a heart transplant? If he signed a waiver that said, I promise I'll get a shot afterwards. I don't know. You know, all I know is that there was a hell of a lot of coercion involved here. You know, pressure to make him acquiesce and choose and get vaxxed. And by doing so, I suspect the hospital would have also achieved a degree of immunity themselves by him accepting to get the shot. But that's just, you know, a thought of mine. You know, trying to say, because all this that is going on makes you just, any logical person would step back and say, why? Why? What's the rush? What's the priority here? You know, all of the stuff that's going on in our society. What's the rush? Why are you pushing? Can you you talk to us about his reasoning? Because I've read some articles and and you and other family members have explained to to reporters that he is an anti-vaccine. He's gotten tons of other vaccines in the past. But based on my reading, you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's it's the heart condition itself. And because this vaccine, the side effects that come with it, the most likely (laughs) side effects tend to revolve around the heart. Yeah, especially guys. Yeah, and and guys his age. Especially guys' son's age. Where you see myocarditis, uh, you see young kids having heart attacks, young males, pro athletes having heart problems that are unexplainable, an insane amount of increase in this activity and reactions. And what's the variable? Oh, they've all been vaccinated. One would logically assume, maybe, quite possibly, is a problem you know can you tell us if dj do you know if dj has had covid19 in the past he has to be tested (laughs) for antibodies yeah i don't know if he's had a test which said yes you have had covid or you do have covid because even that test in and of itself certainly gave an awful lot of false positive results. Well, in this case, so, he, would, he, would, he, would, he would embrace a false positive result. Mm-hmm. This is the one case where we're hoping that right. he can get a false positive result. He said, test me to see yeah. if I had it. I was sick. I may have had it. Tell me if I had or not. Therefore, that's, that's, the most reasonable, that's the most reasonable way to do it. Like... So Unos, anyone, anyone who doesn't know, Unos, yeah, Unos is the system that basically decides who gets um, transplanted organs, and they have all these criteria, as David mentioned earlier. And so, if you're in liver failure and you are a drunk and you're an alcoholic, they will not give you the liver unless you, your test results come back that you aren't drinking anymore. And if they test you right before you're going in for that transplant, and you have a blood alcohol content through the roof, they won't give you the liver transplant. Because they the don't want to, 
yeah, he goes to the next person. In this yeah. case, it seems like a really easy, reasonable way to go about this would be to test to see if he has COVID antibodies. Chances are, if he's been living his life over the past two years and he hasn't been vaccinated, chances are he has COVID antibodies. It's very hard, uh, short of hiding inside inside of a bubble for the last two years, chances are he has those antibodies. That seems like the most reasonable common sense approach, considering that they're going to be running tests already to make sure he qualifies, right? They're running his blood already to make sure that he's not a drug user, right? And all that. Why not just yeah. add another test on? So, so, so this gets down to logic, right? They, they don't want logic. And, <laughs> and David, I got to tell you, um, I have, I have uh, a right bundle branch block. So I have a, um, a uh, irregular called AFib. Currently, I was supposed to have ablation surgery four years ago. I started doing research on it and never got the ablation surgery based on the risk. So I walk around like a ticking time bomb personally. So I know exactly what your son is going through because I've been there. And my, yeah. my, heart, my irregularity of my heart rate is unbelievable. I mean, it'll be the middle of the night and it'll shoot up to, you know, my rest of the 50, like 170, 180. Yeah. So really? you know, I, I, I get it. Like no, and I had a, a, I had a monitor that was in my chest for three years that went through the internet. So where I went, <laughs> it would send back it information. It was a million-dollar man for, yeah. for a short period. Yeah, it's a million-dollar man. Yeah, so it, uh, but I did that for three years, and I'll tell you, it was, a, it, was, it was not the most comfortable thing in the world, and there's no – your heart is the core of your body. So yeah, what kind of quality of life did you experience during those that time period? I was fine. I just was I gave it up. Vibrant, but I gave it up to God. I'm, I'm that guy. So I I was an athlete. I I knew that because I was an athlete, and I I matured that athletic ability all the way into um you know my adult. Whoop! Sorry. Sorry. You guys hear me? Yeah. We, yeah. we lost our power there for a minute. Yeah. No. Yes. But because uh, because I. Uh, I beat my body up pretty well. I mean, that's probably the, the reason behind it on my side. But oh, yeah. you a ball player? Uh, I was a wrestler and a football player, yeah. What, what kind of wrestling, brother? Uh, oh, yeah. Are you? Is, was David a wrestler? wrestler. No, I used to go wrestling and football playing myself. There you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, you know what they say about wrestlers? We that, we never, back in the day, brother. We, we, never, we never saw a fight we didn't like. Right. No, I got in my very first match as a freshman, and then never again. Huh, there you never. go. <laughs> See that? You know, you saw, that? I saw you light up. You started talking about wrestling. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Bring that, it. Let's go. Fun. Huh? We're a brotherhood. Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent of brotherhood. You, you yeah. know the, the the running people up steps and down steps and cutting weight and putting bags on. We did all of it. I did all of it. Oh yeah, and they've done that. Yep. So, Dude, there's there's a eight question, pounds. Oh yeah, eight pounds. Yeah. My my record yeah, was dude. eleven. Really? <laughs> yeah. How much how much did you have that day? Oh my gosh, you're not lying either. We're not supposed to tell those stories because today the guy, they're not allowed to do it, right? They're the cutting weight, but wow. they still do it. They got spit cups all the way day all all oh, day long. Yeah. Shave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything. And and the, the bad part is, all right, I'm going to tell you something we probably shouldn't talk about on this show. You started talking about X-Lax. So you got to make sure you time it so that you stop taking that certain time before it because you're on the mat. You, start, you don't want to be. I've seen, yeah. I've seen guys blow out on the on the mat, and you're like, oh. When you're right, bridging. Right. You're bridging. Oh, okay. <laughs> So going away from <laughs> blowouts on the mat, <laughs> we have a clip. We have a clip from, I think it's CBS Boston talking about your son's um, ordeal. And I want to play that just so everyone can listen to it. Mr. Producer, let's play the CBS Boston news clip. Man badly in need of a heart, but doctors will not give him one because he's not vaccinated. And tonight, his dad tells WBZ's Paul Burton his son may die because of his beliefs. My son is going to the edge of death to stick to his guns. David Ferguson is speaking out passionately on behalf of his son, DJ. 
He says the 31-year-old is fighting for his life at Brigham and Women's Hospital and in desperate need of a heart transplant. His heart has now deteriorated so much to the point where it won't work on its own. The family says he was at the front of the line to receive a transplant, but because he has not received his COVID-19 vaccination, he is no longer eligible according to the hospital policy. And Ferguson says his son refuses to get the shot. It's kind of against his basic principles. He doesn't really believe in it. Brigham and Women's released a statement saying, like many other transplant programs in the United States, the COVID-19 vaccine is one of several vaccines and lifestyle behaviors required for transplant candidates in the Mass General Brigham system in order to create both the best chance for a successful operation and also the patient's survival after transplantation. Post any transplant, kidney, heart, whatever, your immune system is shut off. Dr. Arthur Kaplan is head of medical ethics at NYU Grossman School of Medicine. He says being vaccinated is necessary for this type of procedure. The flu could kill you. A cold could kill you. COVID could kill you. The organs are scarce. We're not going to distribute them to someone who has a very poor chance of living when others who are vaccinated have a much better chance post-surgery of surviving. Currently, DJ is a patient here at Brigham and Women's Hospital. He's a father of two children with another child on the way. The family's not sure what they'll do at this time. They're thinking about transferring, but right now they say he's too weak to move. While the family says DJ has received great care from doctors and nurses at Brigham and Women's Hospital, they just don't agree with the heart transplant COVID vaccination policy. It's his body. It's his choice. In Boston, I'm Paul Burton, WBZ News. So, David... You mentioned this a little earlier. Even if your son got the vaccine today, they don't consider him fully vaccinated until two weeks after his second shot, or if he was to get the J&J two weeks after his one shot. They put that catheter in, and they said that's going to last you two weeks. Even if he got the shot today, he wouldn't qualify for being fully vaccinated. Um, until after the catheter would fail. I mean, what? it's not possible. It's right. not possible for him to comply with their rules. There's no yeah. wiggle room at all. It's, there, there's, there's no reasonableness to it at all. About the timing of all of this and whatnot, you know? Yeah. And, that, and if, if, if sorry, the catheter on Friday and we were outside the hospital on Saturday where a group of my friends were stomping and, well, you don't even want to call it protest. We were rallying support for my boy outside the hospital um, on Saturday. Come Monday, we're giving the news that the catheter is failing and that we need to go to the next step now, which was the mechanical pump that they put in the LVAD, mm -hmm. which is what he ended up having done on Tuesday. And, you know, on Monday, we were exploring options about transferring him if he was able to be able to go from Brigham a few blocks away over to another hospital, which I don't even know if I should mention it, maybe I'll have to someday, but they were willing to accept DJ by their transplant team yeah. as a patient. And it was kind of a matter of A, acceptance, and B, ability to transport. Yeah. Because their policy was that it was recommended, but not required. Okay, so let me, let me, let me try to solve this That's problem. That's a big issue with me. David, let me, let me try to solve this problem. So at one hospital, it's recommended but not required. They'd put them on the transport list, transplant list, right? Yeah. At the other hospital, they wouldn't. So I have, I have the perfect solution. Are you ready? Yeah. Perfect solution. Why can't the transplant 
doctors at the one hospital just go over to the other hospital, rent that hospital for the day, and do the transplant at that hospital, and then you're all done. It's done by a different transplant team. Once the transplant is in place and they stabilize them, they move them over to the other hospital. Why can't they do that? I don't know. But at this point in time, they can't open my boy back up. You get back in there and do something this quickly. They just cracked his chest open on Tuesday. In fact, it was supposed to be Tuesday night. And whether or not it was a matter of convenience or scheduling or something, but they even had to push that up or just a matter of life and death that they had to push the surgery for what they just did to him quicker, you know, to lunchtime, which in the end, I don't quite care when it was done. It was done. It's over with. It was successful. He's healing and recovering. There's light at the end of the tunnel where my boy gets to go home and he gets to be with his kids. And so maybe he's home just six hours earlier, you know, but he's home earlier. He's going to recover, and at this point in time, I mean, unless there's a setback, but he's going to recover. His life is going to be compromised and difficult for the near term, that's for sure. And we're going to explore all options that we have available to us so that we can find a way to have my boy have a heart then he can have an opportunity to have a bright, vibrant, full life and not and be able to take a shower or go swimming or not have to wear a battery backup or be, you know, worried about a power failure and then needing to have a nuclear powered backup or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fail safe. Yeah. yeah. David You know we we watched that video. And that, first of all, I, I have no idea who the other doctor was, but he, everyone, no one in the like section likes that doctor at all. Yeah. He, he's talking about your son as a number and he's saying, yeah. well, he's not, he's not going to have a good chance of surviving. They, they look at it just as statistics. Really? But Does he know my boy? Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. Here's the other thing, though. My boy's 31 years old. the yeah. floor with him, too. If he got the COVID vaccine, it, let's just say if your if your son got it, and he is one of those rare cases where he has a pulmonary embolism, he would get taken off of the transplant list because they would say we're not going to put a new heart in someone whose lungs are failing. Yeah. If he if he took the COVID vaccine and he, he got a stroke, and all of a sudden he lost part his control over one side of his face he would he would, he would get taken the, the off point of the system transplant. would go down well no he wouldn't the point yeah. is if it's based on point well, system he'd move down the list and yeah, it, his for, a heart, for a heart you might as well be taken off the list when you only when you might as well be so there it doesn't seem like they're willing to take any of the risk whatsoever they're telling him to do something they're talking about certainties well no you you want to avoid possibilities and <laughs> right now with him being in heart failure, I can't imagine any doctor saying it, it, that this is a prime candidate for a vaccine. I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And logical. it's not logical, it's not reasonable. It's just, this is just ideology. Long time ago, brother. Yeah. A train left the station quite a while ago. You know, and now is the time for breaking God to come back into the equation and basic principles and things that matter. David, is there, any, is there any circumstance in which your son would agree to get the vaccine in order to get the transplant? Or is he just firm in it? He's pretty damn firm in his convictions. He's a smart kid. He knows. He knows the risk. Now, we're all talking about risk, right? Isn't this what it's all about? risk who's been getting sick and dying is the elderly what's the percentage of death from covid whatever what's the risk of a 31 year old male getting covered and dying from it what 99.998 survivability in the first place 
really was the risk of getting a shot for for a 31-year-old male? What's the survivability of that? I think it's 99.97. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we have. have Numbers aren't risk factors and all of that. Why don't you make it be logical and prove it? Prove it. Follow the science. Follow the numbers. Use your head. Use logic. They don't. They say it, do it, but they don't do it. They have chosen policy over patience, and my son has chosen principle over policy. Because if a man doesn't have integrity, if he doesn't have morals, he's worthless. He has sold his soul. You need to stand up for it, right? Yeah. And I have taken that to the grave with me. And my boy would too. I guarantee it. it. It makes sense. What part of what part of Massachusetts are you guys from? Little town amended. Okay. Grew up in yeah, I went to, Yeah, I went I went to school in Chestnut Hill. So uh, oh, really? That's fine, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I went, I went, to, I went to Boston, okay. so I spent a, a spent a little time in Boston. Um, oh yeah. No, this is this is this is heartbreaking because you can see. I mean, you said that logic and and reason. Yeah, there you go. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Skittles. Skittles and Dittles. You just you just said that logic I went out the window. I mean, I I only lived in Massachusetts for four years. But one of the things that I, from anyone who was local, who was born and, and, and raised in Massachusetts, it was a, it was a feeling of not wanting to take any bullshit from anyone. And they could spot a bullshit, they could spot a bullshitter from a mile away. And I don't understand how people aren't up in arms over this story because this, this is the exact thing that you would expect the average the average just the average Joe in Boston to be up in arms over. I mean, just why they people ran are. that story on CBS. People, uh, I've had four people come knock on my door today. I had a guy who did my site work at my house in '97. I was building houses. I in my you know my company, and I was building houses. Dennis stopped by. And he's a seventy year old guy. Came in. And out of the, I haven't seen him in years, years. But I heard about DJ. How are you doing? And he came in and we talked and reminisced and caught up to speed. And, and he hugged and, and prayed with me. He's a good, he's a solid, solid man, this guy, Dennis. And uh, it's a, it has a way, this right here, has a way of uniting people. And whatnot, and I think that's what this world needs, and this country needs at this point in time, is to find that common denominator that does promote unity. You know, and it's we're so divided, and it's so things are so divisive, and the people who are, you know, running the game here. You know, want it that way. They wanted to find ways to keep us divided, left, right, liberals, conservatives, black, white, whatever they can do to keep us at each other's throats. When in the end, it really is a need for us to, to, to not get distracted by that crap and to find a way to unite together over the most important things in life, you know, such as life, well, you know, freedom, independence, integrity, you know, self-worth. We're individuals. We are not numbers. You know, my boy isn't a number on a statue, on a spreadsheet for a bean counter. You know, he's got worth and dignity. You do too. And you do too. And if any one of these people out there were to walk 
a mile in my boy's shoes, I guarantee 100% they would have done the same choices my boy did. So instead of judging him, they should be supporting him. Because he is standing for the right thing. Yeah, David, for everyone listening, I mean, short of them being on the board at, at Mass General or, or Brigham and Women's, short of them being on the board and being able to actually pull funding or something like this, what can the average person do? What are you asking the average person watching this to do to help you guys? What can what can the average person do? I don't know. I mean, you know, he's going to need help, and I don't. I'm going to do everything I can. Trust me. Um, my boy and my family, regardless of what happens, I ain't got, I'm, I've got a little bit of time left here. Not in this meeting, but on my walk, all right? And my mission and my things is to make certain that my family and they are going to be okay when I'm gone. And my boy, who I had visions of taking the reins, so to speak, you know, can be the leader of his family. He's got his family and all of that. And I'm not worried. I just am not. I found a sense of peace where I am not anxious about anything anymore. Like, you know, the Israelites, you know, mana. And just, I, I know, I have, I have faith in humanity. And I know that we're all going to do the right thing eventually. You know? And we did and just, we did just put up the gifts and go. We did just put up the gifts and go link on the screen. Givesengo.com forward slash G2GFG. And that'll be in the description as well. If you want to go yeah, there it's and called, donate. It's called DJ's Heart. <laughs> and, you know, I'm getting, in my old age, getting kind of, let's say, philosophical. And uh, I don't know. You get to a point in life where you start thinking more in terms of real big picture. You know, real big picture. And um, it, uh, it's what really matters is you can look yourself in the mirror and know you've lived a life that was, you know, I've been blessed. I really have. I can't tell you how blessed I've been. And, uh, no, it's been pretty damn good. You know, yeah, we've got uh, trials and tribulations and, and all that. Um, but I have a sense of peace. Knowing that things are going to be all right. Things are going to be all right. Things God wins in the end. I know that I'm almost 100% certain that We'll be getting a call real soon, probably from some doctor or some hospital. It's going to say, you know what? We think your boy is worthy of heart. And we want to take it on. We want to do this. Because it's the right thing to do. Your boy, your boy deserves the dignity and the worth that you know, a good, honorable, hard-working man does deserve. It sucks that we've turned to the point where we're, we're so, we judge each other and we classify each other. Well, we're, all, we're all special. We're all special. And all we really got to do is, I mean, like Christ would have you do, do unto others as you and I would one of them, yeah. and my God will all get along just fine. Who, 
who, who wouldn't agree with that? Yeah. Well, well David, I, I want to thank you for stopping by. I know you have so much going on. I want to put up a couple pictures of your son just for everyone who hasn't had a chance to see them. They played a little bit at the CBS piece. If we can put up my screen, Mr. Professor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are your grandkids? That's Hunter. Kennedy May. The number two girl in the families. Their middle names are May. M-A-E. So kind of a tradition. My daughter's name is Caitlin May. My oldest girl. Her child, her second, her girl is called Kendall May. So there's two cousins, Kennedy and Kendall May. Yeah. What happens if they all decide to go by their middle name? We have a bunch oh of Oh, my names. God. My wife, my, <laughs> wife will, my wife will have it easy because she already uh, screws up names anyway. She only had to remember one. <laughs> uh, and you have one on uh, the way. You have one on the way. Kennedy's got... One in a way, I get my thoughts of a name, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna impart my thing. But the third, Thurston Howell, the third. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, Jesus, I, good boy. I, hey, we're in the final. I believe, right, Jesus. I wanna, yes. I wanna read some comments to you if I can, David. Um. You know, uh, White Butterfly says, what a beautiful young family. And then also says, I'm proud of your son, David. Um, I am too. You have, uh, someone said, God bless you and your whole family. You will be in our prayers. We're, we're going we're gonna to ask everybody to pray for you and pray for DJ and pray for your daughter-in-law and your family and your wife. Um, uh, David has an infectious smile. And then my friend just texted me and said, uh, which I thought was awesome, because we are brothers. And that is that three minutes of joy y'all brought talking about wrestling during all the, he's the, <laughs> uh, he's going through was special, Joe. And I, I want to tell you that, uh, you know, your, your son has that fighting spirit just like you do. Look at him right there. That's when, that, that was a gender reveal. Oh, oh wow. go. Yeah, hey, a friend made a cupcake, and the filling was either going to be pink or blue. I was oh, wow. stumbling for a girl, but um, going to be a boy. That was in the hospital about a week and a half ago. Wow. Yeah. Well, and then you can see Hunter at home, see him on the phone. Yeah, it was a fine yeah. family moment. But today's technology is what it's resorted to. Yeah, one visitor at a time only. So that's what you got to do. Yeah, it is. Well, well, David, I, I want to thank you again for coming on. I, I know that this isn't easy to talk about, but I'm glad that your son has such a uh, spirited defender going out on these shows and, and telling his story. I want to thank you so much for, for relaying. Family. His mother, you should you. see her. <laughs> yeah. I believe, I believe that. I believe that. We just put the, the Give, Send, Go link again on the screen. Um, DJ's heart, you can find it on Give, Send, Go. If you want to donate, please do consider donating to help this family. They're going to have a lot of struggles, a lot of um, trials coming up and they, and they really will need your prayers and your support. Um, but David, again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. Do um, you have anything left to say? Yeah, my thing is, um, again, I've been blessed in the even the mere fact that, hey, I'm just a garage, gosh darn garage door guy. And here I am. Honestly, almost as if I'm talking to the world. And uh, thank you. God bless. This is, yeah. Hey, hey, go look at this guy right here. Watch this. I'll end it. Uh, uh. Oh, no. Look at this. Uh, See that picture? There's Jesus. Yeah. 
It's called forgiveness, brother. And we all need it. We all want to give it. It's all good. I, I have to tell you, uh, David. Uh, all these people doing this stuff to my boy. Maybe they just don't know what they're doing. Maybe they'll have a change of heart. We hope so. We really God do bless hope you, so. David. Well, God, God bless you, David. And, and thank, thank you so, you so much, much for coming on. We got this is a, these are hard shows. These are difficult shows. You know, he uh, put up that picture of Jesus basically showing forgiveness. And, uh, you know, I'm a pretty forgiving person until I'm not. And I just keep thinking about the fact that these hospitals are killing people. You know, and and we just want the ability to live out our lives. And I often say that we want life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. We want to be able to live our lives and take care of our families and build a legacy so that our kids and grandkids and future generations can have a bedrock of just, you know, something special. And then you have them just walk in and play God. You know, you said playing God, no vaccine, no heart transplant, the playing God part, the, the, the literally doing whatever you can and treating people as if they don't matter. I remember this. I remember this. We've, we've lived in this godless society where they've stripped God of our community. You know, I, we're, we're fighting evil. And the only thing that can destroy evil is love. And a punch in the mouth, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I, didn't, I didn't interrupt David because I want to make sure we all got his... his to hear DJ's story, but do have to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by AirMed Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover any of you should you need to be hospitalized and transported to a hospital by helicopter. It's not the thing that we think about. It's not rarely would be on top of someone's mind. I mean, unless they're like a a mountain climber, but it's not just people who fall off the side of a mountain or get lost in the desert. Lots of people in the suburbs and even in cities need to be airlifted because traffic won't let an ambulance get where they where it needs to go. And it's expensive, tens of thousands of dollars. Don't let this possibility bankrupt your family. Sign up today with Air Med Care Network. And it's going to start at just $85. That gives you coverage for your entire family for one year. It's less if you're a senior citizen. And it works out to be less if you buy three or five years at a time. And as a bonus, when you sign up using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then make sure you use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of a gift card. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to sign up and get up to $50 back. So just so you know, I want to point this out. Both of the producers were literally bawling their eyes out while they were watching this. Literally. He doesn't. Don't, don't, don't do it. You don't have to get on here. You don't have to get on no, here. I'm just don't. saying that was 100% true. Yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 it hits you in the feels. The, the, it's hard. It's hard not to get upset over it. And, and my upsetness, because I'm not a, I don't want to go straight to the, you know, my, my emotions are happiness and, Righteous indignation. <laughs> um, yeah. So I try not to get to the, you know, to that place, that cry part. But I, I almost, and, he and almost got me. Yeah. He almost got me. He almost, I, I had to say those things got me. in my head that get me just to go, yeah. All right. I don't want to even tell you what the words are that I have to say, but I have words that I have to say in my head. But, this is a family um, show. It is a family show. <laughs> so I want to, I want to, I want to do this though. Um, I want to ask that everyone pray for DJ, pray for his family, pray for, pray for David. Imagine what it would take to have your heart, to, to soften your heart to the place where you can still have a soft heart, knowing there are people doing bad things to your son. And, you and can it. I add to that? Yeah. I, I want people to pray for the doctors and the hospital administrators who have made such a callous, horrible decision. Pray that they can can be guided towards doing the right thing. Listen, Unos, the Unos registry isn't perfect, and a lot of people get turned away because they are 
abusing their body. I mentioned earlier, if you are in liver failure and you are an alcoholic, you need to be sober for somewhere between six and 18 months before you can qualify for a liver transplant. Yeah. If you're a drug user, an illegal drug user, an intravenous drug user, you can just be denied point blank any transplant. So there, there are these systems in place to stop people who are abusing their bodies from getting transplants. What is disgusting about this is they're putting DJ in that group. They are putting him in the same group as an alcoholic. Not, nothing wrong if you drink, but as drug users, right? Lots of things can get people taken off of the list. This is not something that he is doing to his body. The idea of that if you are abstaining, opting out of getting a something injected into your body, all of a sudden you are on par with an illegal drug user. That's that, that's a really evil way to think about this. So I, I hope that in addition to praying for his family and DJ, pray for these hospital administrators and these doctors because um, they are being guided down a very evil path. And you, we got to pray that they see the light and uh, and do right by DJ and his family. Well, I think that we're at that place where we have to recognize that that evil is going to be done. We just have to be able to mitigate it. I do believe we do pray for them. I have a harder time praying for them. I'm I'm being authentic. I know that I should, but then I'm like, well, what if they? If they get worse, well, you're praying. <laughs> you're praying that they change their mind. Yeah, you're not. You're not praying that they get prosperity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> no, you just you're, you're praying that that whatever grip Satan has on these people gets yeah. loosened just long enough for them to change their mind. So this morning we talked a little bit about that, Max. We talked about we talked about how come nobody's getting arrested. I mean, I don't know if you saw what happened today. I know we're out of time. We do want to do an ad read, too. We probably should add it in there. It go to beardedmancoffee.com. Did they sign up? Put it up. Got it all done? It's done, done. So we have Bearded Man Coffee. You can go to shop online, look at the coffee and the merchandise. I want to tell you that the merchandise is all the Stanley stuff. So it's all cool stuff, but the coffee is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Since I started drinking this a month and a half ago, um, I now have my own stashes of, of coffee everywhere they have k-cups they've got all sorts of great stuff you can get coffee gift crates so you can send them around i want to tell you a little bit about the people that are a part of this go ahead and take it down mr producer so one of the people that is uh, one of the founders owners of this not the um not the founder i'm sorry but one of the other owners the one of the, the group there's a group of guys um, I've known for about 12 years. That's why I was on that trip and got a chance to sit down and talk to Landon and the others. But uh, 12 years ago, he, he changed my perception or my, my, my thinking on a lot of things. We were sitting there talking. He says, Joe, I'm going to tell you about, and I've lived my life by this, and I tell him this all the time, and we're very, very close friends. He goes, you can live your life two ways, one by scarcity, one in scarcity or one in abundance. And scarcity is you're always just, you know, trying to get every, you know, everything off the tree, everything out of everything, squeezing the last drop of water, and then there's abundance, and you live your life in abundance. And so the, the guys that own this live their life in abundance, they are, they are faithful men, and um, they follow, they, they are 100%, I'll call them patriots, I'll call them, you know, uh, conservative uh, guys that have lived their life in those values. And they've been with each other for a long time in other environments, but they came together in this place where they could build something very special that Landon had started. And so in the conversations that I've had with the coffee, they're like, Joe, you love this coffee? And I was like, yeah, okay, I had Black Rifle coffee, and then, and then I got this bad taste in my mouth. It's called communism. I was like, what's the chances of this coffee doing the same thing to me? <laughs> and they said, Joe, you'll never see that happen. We start every day, and we end every day with Jesus, and we... We follow those principles, but more importantly, we're here to preserve and protect the values of this country. So they are patriots, they are Americans, they are not pretenders, and their coffee is ridiculous. So go to beardedmancoffee.com. And we are working on getting promo codes and everything else set up. I'll but have that until by then, until, until then, then, if you want to order now, um, order if you put it on my screen, Mr. Producer, there's a little part in the checkout where you can add order comments 
if so you want to order before we get all these promo codes, make sure you add in the order comments that you came here from us so we can uh, make sure that we track all that. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to work on getting a whole bunch of better stuff, but he can also do your company. So he can, he can drop coffee for you on a regular basis to your company. We, dr- we drop it here. He can, you know, he, can, he can take care of you in a lot of different ways. They have some, they've increased their production dramatically. Um, they also have an office coffee line that you know, just is uh, still great coffee, but uh, takes away some of the marketing stuff that's in it and just ships you a bunch of coffee. Big bag of coffee. <laughs> so if you like it, but good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, Max, we're out of time. I don't we know are. if you notice that, we're out of time. And so uh, I just want to thank everybody for – I want to say this because we don't say this very often. And tomorrow we're going to be featuring um, one of our um, listeners. And so you do get a chance to. You can, you can call up. You can leave us a voicemail, talk about your company. We'll check it out. Tell us what your values are. We, we ask that you, you place your values on your website and so that we can bless you and talk about your business and get other people that, frankly, uh, you want to support American values uh, that can stand up and support you as well. So tomorrow we got one that I'm going to do, uh, but we're going to do that every week and just talk about you. But I want to say thank you. You know, w- without the listeners and without your support, without you doing the things that you've done to encourage us, at a minimum encourage us, pray for us, um, we we wouldn't be on the air. We wouldn't be on the air. And we've grown dramatically over the last year. Max and I have been together uh, in business for uh, eight years. Eight years. Almost. Yeah. Eight years. And uh, he is my friend. And uh, We've been in this for a full Obama. Eight we've years. Been for, yeah, I've been in for an Obama. We pulled an Obama. Yeah. Usually that's in a toilet, yeah. but we'll we'll take the <laughs> we'll we'll take it in, in that respect as well. But um, anyway, so if you like this podcast, please subscribe on Rumble. Send it to your friends. Let them subscribe on Rumble. Push it out there to everyone and say, go subscribe on Rumble. And hit uh, that Rumble button. It's a little hit plus the Rumble. symbol. Yeah, you got to hit the Rumble button if you're on Rumble. We, we don't know what platform we're using. We use like 10 of them. And the reason why we do it is because we don't want to get canceled. We did not get kicked off of YouTube and we did not get kicked off of Facebook. We made the... We're still there. We made the... We made the we made the conscious decision to walk away from those platforms. A lot of guys haven't done that. A lot of people haven't done that. We're just standing on that. Um, so we anyway, saw what happened with Bongino. Bongino tried to canceled. play by their rules, and they still banned him. So yeah. what's the point? It's, and, and by the way, they're just trash. I mean, let's, let's just take down the trash. Let's take out the trash. If you want to take out the effluvium, you want to take out the trash, you got to stop doing business with them. you got to hit them where it hurts, right? And that is take the financial ability for them to do anything to us by literally crushing their soul. Make them fire 100,000 people, right? And don't tell me that I should feel bad. I don't. I don't feel bad. I want people that, are, that have values to stand together and all the people that are trash to stand together and the trash people, they'll start to smell like trash. Don't surround yourself with trash. Don't work for trash. Don't be in that environment with trash and you won't smell like trash. So, have you seen that episode? Have you seen that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Danny DeVito? I'm the trash man. I'm the trash man. That was his whole persona. That was yeah. his wrestling persona. I'm the trash man. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going with the outro. All right. <laughs> so, uh, hey, you can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on DLive, on Twitch, on Frank's Beach. Always want to tell you to give a shout out to Mike Lindell. Got to support him. Use, CD, use code CD21, Charlie David. 21, save up to 66%. Do everything you can to support my pillow. You can also find us on CloudHub. We're going to get on Getter and a couple other places. Uh, you can find us on the audio version at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Uh, special shout out to, to Spotify for uh, canceling the canceler and standing up for Joe Rogan. Great, great, great deal. If you want to know where you can get news, by the way, I'll add this in there. The place that I get my news from that I like listening to all the time Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, I love the war room. I love that guy. I love it. You can also get some really good stuff from Stu Peters. But Steve Bannon, give it to you. he'll give it to you straight. So make sure you follow him as well. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. It's really important that you become an ambassador of truth. I tell you every day, become an ambassador of truth. Stand in the gap and wait for others. If you need a reminder when we go live, you can text Freedom to 89517. Use the link in our description as well to subscribe to our newsletter so you can get our fax blast and you don't miss the important projects that we're working on right now. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, the fight to take back the country is not over yet. 
But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.